aware of what you have available to you and make you aware just a little bit of some of the tricks of the devil to keep you from that place that you can be just simply well what's what's the what's the greatest word you could think of the greatest exhilarating word that you can think of what whatever you think of that would that would that would give a description to how you feel when you are totally wrapped up and swallowed up and tied up and tangled up in Jesus never how you would say all of that in one word that's what I'm talking about amen hallelujah praise God now I want you to preach with me tonight okay now I wanted to preach I wanted to preach I, oh I have got there are so many things so many messages I wanted to preach last night I, I came to the pulpit with a sermon ready in my Bible. I wanted to preach the game that losers win. Oh, I wanted to preach that so bad. And there, there's some other things. And, and this sermon tonight, it wasn't that I even had it in the lineup or even contemplating preaching this. But after last night, the Holy Ghost began to deal with my heart. And I want to talk to you tonight about, about your Jesus and what he will do for you. Hallelujah. In St. John, the 16th chapter, the 33rd verse, Jesus is telling his disciples and those that will follow him. He said, these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I want you to, we're going to read that again. I want you, to, if, you're, if you've got it in your Bible, I want you to read with me. And if you haven't got your Bible, I want you to say it along with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I want to preach to you tonight from this simple, this simple thought. When Jesus says, cheer up, he means what he says. Hallelujah. Would you say that with me? When Jesus says, cheer up, he means what he says. Let's lift our hands and ask God to anoint the lips of his servant, feeble servant, the ears of the people. And everybody's hearts melted together in the presence of God. Let's believe the Lord together. Father, in your name, I love you. I love you. And I appreciate you. I worship you. I love you. I glorify you. And I pray that you would anoint the lips of your feeble servant tonight. 
anoint the ears of your people and melt our hearts together in your presence. And we love you for it. We love you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. you may, everybody, hey, everybody's going to help me preach say amen. amen. All right, you may see. One of the first things that we have got to come to grips with is that there is another part of the world, another part of the universe, another force besides ourselves. Your ideas, your mind, your thinking, your desires, your wants, is not the only force there is in the world. We are victims of, of a world that for centuries of time has been the battlefield of two opposing forces. I don't know whether you have ever visited a, a battlefield or not, but there's something, there's an aura about a, about a battlefield that just simply is breathtaking to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's just not like walking down a plowed field where you're trying to raise a crop. It's not like walking, just strolling through the woods, hunting squirrels and hunting deer, walking across meadows and hunting quail. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of walking and hunting and all this kind of stuff, and I love it. But there's something on the soil where a battle is taking place. There's something about the years. It slaps you in the face, dogs your step, it overshadows your consciousness. It's always there. Had the privilege of visiting the battlefield called Shiloh. Had the privilege of visiting the cemetery called the Punch Bowl in Hawaii. Had the privilege of visiting different places where great battles have been fought. And there's just something about that proximity, that area, that place where you know that under your foot lies perhaps the trinkets and the lead balls and, and, and the, the artillery of warfare, perhaps cannons, guns, and maybe even the bones of people that lost their lives. It's, uh, it just simply, simply brings another, another aura about, about your, just something about it. When we realize that the world that we're living in is not our own, when we realize that we are not a permanent dweller here, we're not a permanent fixture, when we realize that we are only passing through, really what you're doing is walking through a battlefield. And it would be real simple, it really would, it would be real simple if 
we could just simply walk through and be an onlooker, just a sightseer. That would be tough. And there's a lot of people that's trying it. A lot of people that, uh, that they, they don't want to be involved either one way or the other. You know, I mean, I realize that there's a lot of, there's a lot of preaching about Christianity and there's a lot of this and there's a, there's a lot of folks that say there's nothing to it and, and, and there's, there's a lot of battles and, and all of this. A lot of folks talk about devils and demons and people talk about Jesus and all, you know. But I just, I, I, I choose not to have an opinion. I choose not to, not to be involved. And I wish it were that way. I really do. I wish it were that way that you could just simply be an onlooker. You could be a sightseer and walk through this battlefield and never have to get involved. But, sir, I want you to know that when you were born into this world, you were destined to become a part of one or the other of the contending forces that's battling on this battlefield. There's no way, no way. There is no way that you can walk through un untouched. There's no way that you can walk through and not be affected. There's no way that you can walk through and not choose side. You are going to be on one side or the other. You're walking through a battlefield. But the beautiful thing about it is, that when you realize this, and when you realize that, 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 that you're, you're not just a foreign uh, element, and, 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 and you're not just, just something that, just an accident that happens somewhere, and, 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 uh, and, and you, don't have to, you don't have to become a part. You are a part of God's creation. You are as much, now you may not be as permanent, but you are, are uh, pardon me, uh, as permanent here, as be the mountains or the rivers. Did you ever, I, I walked through the mall today and, and there were some antiques there and I looked at some of the antiques and probably some of them, you know, 50, 75, maybe 100 years old. And then, and then uh, I mean, we, we think if anything here is 100 years old, dear Lord, man, it's half as old as the country. And if we ever happen to see anything around here that's 200 years old, dear Lord, it just almost blows our mind to think that thing's been here as long as, as long as our nation has been a country, or our country has been a nation, whichever would be the right way. As long as America has been here, and uh, I've been to Jerusalem and I've I've looked into the, some of those some of those uh, places where excavation has taken place, and I've seen things that's been here, dear Lord, not two or three hundred years, but two or three thousand years. Not only that, but four or five thousand years. I have laid eyes on stones that have been in existence, a part of a city wall, for thousands of years. Now that, that blows the mind. But, uh, you know, it's, it's real simple to walk up to the Mississippi River and look over there and say, that thing's been here as long as... I mean, when you go to talking about antiques... Go look at the Mississippi River. That dude has been flowing right there ever since God spoke the world into existence. Now, we may not be as permanent as the Mississippi River or the, or the Pikes Peak or, or some of these things. We're here for a while and then we're gone. But our existence is just as permanent as anything else because you are not an accident. You are a part of God's program. 
and you're a part of God's plan. You're a part, in fact, you are the masterpiece of God's entire creation. And I want you to hear me tonight when I tell you once and for all, you do not belong to the devil. I want you to hear me. And I want you to believe me. You do not belong to the devil. I want you to turn that bony finger right back around and point towards your heart. And I want you to say to yourself, I do not belong to the devil. You were not created by the devil. The devil didn't breathe life into you. The devil didn't design you. The devil didn't plan your eyeballs. The devil didn't design your heart. He didn't, he didn't put that, that blood flowing in your veins. The devil's not the one that did it. That was the eternal purpose and design and blueprint of God Almighty. And if anybody here tonight has cast your lot with a devil's crowd, I want you to know you are living with a kidnapper. You're living with a stealer, a thief. Worse than a cattle rustler. Worse than a bank robber. You're living with the enemy of your soul and the enemy of the purpose of God and the enemy for which you were born in this world. You don't belong to the devil. But I'll tell you what, the devil knows more about your purpose for being here than you do. The devil knows more about the reason why you are here than you do. The devil knows more about what you could be than you do. The devil knows more about the opposing force than you do. And the devil wants you to keep from being what God wants you to be worse than you. And the devil will not stop at anything to keep you from coming into that place are getting to that place of awareness or the revelation happening to you to where you can fulfill to the greatest potential what God has designed you and put you here for. The devil will not stop at anything to keep you from getting there. But I want you to know tonight, hear me, you don't belong to the devil and the devil's a cheat. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a stealer. And he's a kidnapper. I wish I had me a lariat rope after the devil right now. I'd like to have a good old-fashioned bull whip and get behind it. Pop it a few rounds. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost around here tonight. I want you to preach with me tonight. You don't belong to the devil. You don't belong to the devil's crowd. 
You were not created by the devil and you were not designed. The devil's not the one that loved you. He's the one that kidnapped you. He's not the one that died for you. He's the one that's trying to get you to die. You don't belong to the devil and you don't have to listen to him. But anybody that's ever cast their lot with Jesus Christ has had the devil to contend with. Anybody that ever wants to do anything for God has got to get that, they got that liar to contend with. I wish it was possible that we could once and for all say I'm on God's side and never have to worry about it again. But I want you to know that as long as you're on God's side, the devil hates God so much and he hates his cause so much because God wants to save you. He wants to take you to heaven and the devil don't want him to do it. He wants you to die. He wants you to go to hell and the, and the, the devil hates God's purpose and God's reason so much that every day you live, you're going to have the devil to come at you and to try to stop you, try to discourage you, try to keep you down. He's going to do it. Everybody say, the devil don't like me. Did you know that? Some of you that's been out there dancing to his music. the devil strike up your tune and let me do a little dance for you I want to try to get you to like me don't you like me Mr. Devil see I'm smiling at you you think you're big and you think you're tough because you have leaned yourself in the direction of the devil you think you're doing something great because you're doing the things that the devil likes for you to do. You think you're big stuff because you're listening to the suggestions of the devil all the time. You didn't know that the devil's a liar and he can't tell the truth. How many of you want to know how you can tell when the devil's a liar? How many of you would like to know? You want to know how you can tell when the devil's lying? If you ever see that dude open his mouth, he's lying. Because the book says he's a liar. He's the author of it. And the truth is not in him. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. you here tonight I don't care what the devil does to you I don't care what life itself may hand to you I don't care how dark the valley how deep the veil I don't care how stony the path you're walking may be I don't care what the devil tries to do to you you remember that Jesus Christ has overcome the world and you have it too. The battleground had to have a champion. The battle raged, and God saw it's time for a champion. I've had my Elijahs, I've had my Abels, I've had my, my Elijahs and Elishas, I've had my Moses. I've had all of these. I've had my Joshua. I've had my Caleb. I've had every one of these fellas. But I need a champion. A champion. I need a champion. I need a champion. I need a champion that will be carried to the very throes of death. I need somebody that the devil, when he thinks he's got him whipped and got the purpose of God buried, that he'll still have the power to get up out of there and come back. I need a champion. of the wind came the champion into this world and he was tempted in all points he suffered in all points and he even died the death of Calvary his blood dripped to the ground and puddled there on the ground they stuck a spear in his side a sword in him but yet after that body went to the grave that life on the inside didn't stop there. I'm feeling reckless tonight. You see, the devil, the devil had already made up his mind. 
We ain't never had nobody just like him. We continued with Moses. We continued with Joshua. We had the, we had all of the other fellas. But uh, we just ain't rightly ever had nobody just like him before. Now what the devil didn't understand, the devil thought he was, he was fooling with another Buddha. He thought he was dealing with another Mohammed. He thought he was dealing with another. What's that Christmas guy's name? Harry? <laughs> I mean, you know, powerful fellas. Powerful fellas. Great fellas. Had a great following. Great charisma. But when they died, there's nothing left for their mourner, for their, for their followers to go to. But for a grave somewhere. Sahib, Sahib, Sahib. Yes. Worship at a grave. That's all they know how to do. Oh, <laughs> I wish I knew that song. It won't be old Buddha that's sitting on the throne. <laughs> so he determined if I can just get him killed, if I can just get him on a tree, if I can just get him to draw his last breath, and then I can put some dirt in his face, I won't have to worry about him no more. Just about the time that he had it all fixed the way he thought it ought to be. He had the dirt in his face of the stone rolled over the tomb. Hmm. While they were about ready to strike up their camp meeting in hell. They wanted to have the band ready. We have won the victory. The battle is over. We have won. We have killed the champion. But about the time they were getting ready to strike up the band, there was a knock on the door of hell. Everybody sit down. Everybody be quiet. Don't nobody get nervous. There's a knock at the door of hell. And there's not supposed to be any visitors here. You want me to open the door, Satan? Not on your life. We ain't want nobody down here. We ain't want nobody to come in here. We got everybody that belongs to us in here now. We're fixing to have a grand jubilee. But they didn't need to answer the knock on the door. Before they, while they were trying to figure out just what to do about it, the one that was a knocking just walked through the closed door.
and he walked in there saying, pardon me, Mr. Devil, you've got a few things that belong to me here. Where's your trophy case? Where's your showcase? I've come to claim a few things that belong to me and my father. So on the third day, Jesus Christ came out of that tomb victorious with the keys of death. Hell had the grave in his hand. that's supposed to have this powerful experience that the champion purchased on Calvary and they sit around and their face looks like a mule eating sawbriars they don't have no joy 
They don't have no peace. They don't have no contentment. And they're always saying, I wonder how come I can't do this? How come I can't do that? How come I can't do the other? You're always talking about what you can't do. You've never got the revelation of what you can do. That's the reason. They're always saying it just don't work for me. I can pray the sum total of five minutes and I don't feel like running the aisle. I don't know why it don't work for me. And they never raise their hand to worship God. of you that say it just it might work for somebody else but it just don't work for me I want to tell you tonight and you hear me this preacher says you're a dodo my God reach out by faith and get a hold of the name that you've got access to get a hold of the power get a hold of the spirit Get a hold of that heaven, that heaven that stands behind what you say. Because when Jesus said, cheer up, he wasn't talking through his hat. He meant what he said. service he said you go across the sea and I go to the mountain about sundown a tempest came frantically roaring to the other side of the sea Jesus in the mountain looked out and saw what was happening oh my god Why was he so concerned about this storm? Why was it that he was so concerned about this storm? Why was it that he was so concerned? Because in that little boat rode the perpetuation of his church. He had to go. But he's always had it fixed. 
to where those that wanted the miracle had to first of all cry out to him. The Bible says that he looked as though he would pass on by when he walked by them in the midst of the storm. And they began to cry out, Oh, help us! Help us! When they started crying, he just turned around and said, Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Lord, 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 is it you? Is it really you? God, is it, is it, is it really you? If it is really you, let me come to you. In just a little bit, he forgot whether it was the Lord or not. And the Bible said he got his eye on the wind and the storm. And he started down. He better be glad it was him. He'd have been a drowned duck. But Jesus just walked over to where he was and lifted him back up and got in the boat with him. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. I don't, wear, I don't care what the storm says. I don't care what the winds are howling. I don't care what the, what the sheets of rain is telling you. I don't care how deep the depths. I don't care how high the waves. When Jesus said cheer up, he meant what he said. He meant what he said. He meant what he said. You ready to quit? Everybody ready to go home? God bless you. Bye. We'll see you. I got turned around to somebody and put your hand right on their shoulder and just kind of give it just a, just a little just a little kick and say when Jesus says cheer up. You listen to what he's saying. There ain't no devil got no power over you. Hell don't have no power over you. You got a name. And you got a champion. And when he overcame the world, he did it for you too. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, listen. God wants to heal somebody right now. I just felt the Holy Ghost hit me like that. God wants to heal somebody right here in this place tonight. Listen to me. 
you have carried that sickness because you were afraid to pray. Because the devil told you that God had put the affliction on you. And you didn't want to pray anything against the will of God. The God, God didn't ask us to determine what his will was. He just said, you lay hands on the sick. And you pray for them. And in my name, the prayer of faith will save the sick. We're not a judge. We just obey, that's all. We leave the rest of it up to him. I want those of you tonight that's got a sickness in your body. And you'd like for the Holy Ghost to knock that thing out of you right now. I want you to hold your hand up real high. Now those of you that got your hand up, I want that to serve. I want those of you that are near somebody that's got their hand up. I want you to go over to them. Lay your hand on their head. And say in the name of Jesus, we command this affliction to come out of this body. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Accept it. Accept it. Accept it. yours your champion voted for you your champion earned it I want those of you tonight that the devil has told you, listen to me. I want every one of you that the devil has told you, you couldn't have the Holy Ghost because of something you've done or something that was in your past or maybe just he told you that God didn't love you that much or maybe he told you you just couldn't live holy because you were just the breed or the kind that couldn't do it. And those of you that don't have the Holy Ghost because you have been told something like this, I want you to raise your hand right now. All over the building. Come on. There's one. See that young man right there? See yonder? There they are. Look. One, two. Hold your hand up. One, two, three, four, five. Hold them up. Hold them up. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five. 35, 35, 35, 35 people here tonight. The devil has told them they couldn't do it for some reason or another. You hear what these preachers tell you tonight? The devil's a liar. That means you have it. Anytime the devil tells you something, you remember that is just exactly opposite of what the truth is.
My God, you know we don't have room around this altar. I want us to make an altar out of this whole tabernacle tonight. Those of you that don't have the Holy Ghost and you'd like to have it and you believe the devil's a liar and that Jesus is your champion and he's saying, cheer up, have faith, be of good cheer. I overcome the world and because I did, I bought it for you. Hallelujah. If you'd like to have the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise up your hands right where you are and that'll signal to those around you to turn around and pray you through right now. Go to somebody that don't have the Holy Ghost and pray them through in Jesus' name right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. 